Z Granado. Congrats. You won the giveaway from last week. Comic fam, enjoy your trending comics list. At the table to chat, trending comic books with an Overstreet Price Cut Advisor. How are you feeling, Russ Bright? I'm all right. I'm all right. It's, it, it's going to be a good list today. It's been a rough week, man. We should jump into it at number 10 because we got some chatting to talk about. Something is killing the children. Something is killing our print counts for our damn exclusive. Hit the subscribe button, slap the like button, and hit him with number 10. Number 10 on the list, something is killing the children, number 16. Now, this is the 1 in 50 black and white Jenny Frizen variant. Absolutely gorgeous, and this is going for an average of $65 this week. Members have been waiting for this comic for quite some time. They were on a long hiatus. When we actually decided to bring this issue to exclusive, we had to get it started before the end of 2020. And like we were chatting with Raf Grissetti back in October, November, and this book just came out this week. There also is a slipcase hardcover that's coming out. I just saw the Ooh. solicitation, and it covers issues one through 15. So cool. So you can get all caught up, but also collect it in a really nice way. But I do mention that something was killing our prank counts for our exclusive because first off, damages were horrendous. We're mm -hmm. still waiting to find out how many we're even going to be able to get replaced. That's a thing we anticipate. Right. What we don't anticipate, however, is cases of our exclusive going to different parts of not just the country, but the freaking world. Now, this is so weird because normally we get our exclusives from Diamond Comics probably about a month before we're able to release them. And we bag and board and we check for damages and make sure the ones we send out are up to our very high standards. Now, I noticed that the number we were expecting was not the number that we had ordered. So I call up Diamond and Diamond goes, yeah, we don't know what's going on. And then 48 hours later, I got a call back from Diamond. They're like, okay, we found your two boxes that are missing, two entire boxes. One of them went to a different part of the country, and one of them's in England. So yeah. we don't know how we're going to get the one in England to you, and we're not sure how it went to England, but we're going to work on it. So basically what they're telling us is that Diamond UK actually saw our exclusive before we did, <laughs> and I'm not anticipating these to look in the greatest of shapes. So... Until further notice, we have turned off open enrollment, which kills me right now. Mm -hmm. We may turn it back on depending on what exclusives turn out to be okay after the traveling ruckus that they've been on. But Jenny Frizzing, you killed it this week. You're at number 10. We love you, James Tynan. And number nine on the list, we have some interview with the vampire goodness to discuss. What's going on? This is so weird. So these innovation comics, I remember being really, really popular around the time that the movie came out, the original one with Tom Cruise, Brad Pitt, and Kirsten Dunst in her first screen appearance. But again, back then in the early 90s, this was going for, again, $25 to $50. All of a sudden, this book went from $3 to $15 with a $25 high average sale. It's like we're living in 1995 again. Well, we found out over a year ago, courtesy of Key Collector Comics, use that code TOM101 for a free two-week subscription of the best comic app in the world, that there were multiple Anne Rice novels slated for production. We didn't know which company was behind it, but we're finding out this week, which is pushing this particular book up 1,700% increase in copies sold in seven days, that AMC is taking eight one-hour episodes to the screen adaptations of not just Interview with a Vampire. We're talking Vampire Lestat. We're talking about Queen of the freaking damn Brad Pitt, where you at? It don't even matter. 
So with AMC's track record on Walking Dead and Preacher, we know that they'll be able to go a little bit deeper, a little bit darker, a little bit sexier on these Anne Rice books. I'm very excited. Keep in mind, there is a Vampire Lestat and a Queen of the Damned comic book that nobody's specking on either. Looking at number eight on the list, we haven't talked about this book since Endgame, since the demise of Tony Stark, Robert Downey Jr. We have infamous Iron Man number one, the first time Tony Stark is projected as artificial intelligence. He uploads his brainwave to become Jarvis, essentially. And this is a comic book where Iron Man is nowhere to be found, but someone else has to take on the mantle. 700% increase in copies sold this week. $25 average sales with a $55 high sale. Now, we had a leak that Hasbro made a toy that looks a whole lot like an Iron Man suit with kind of a ghostly Tony head. Is this leading somewhere? Is this a hint? Or is it just another toy? Now, this book was being bought and specced upon post-Endgame because members were thinking that with re-re-announcements happening, that artificial intelligence Tony would be at play and that Robert Downey Jr. would possibly still be part of the MCU just in this different version. Could this toy provide proof that that is the plan. Well, regardless, in this comic book, we kind of have a double key situation going on because the person who takes up the mantle is Victor Von Doom. That's right. Dr. Doom becomes Iron Man in this run, and it's awesome. Also keep an eye out for this amazing 1 in 25 variant by Asad Ribic, which is going for $70 to $80 right now. Now we're looking at number seven on the list with some Jack Kirby goodness. We have Eternals number one. The second trailer dropped this past week, seeing multiple characters. The movie looks gorgeous. Mm -hmm. I know nothing more post the trailer than I did prior, however. Yes, Tom, this is a confusing one. Now, this has been a very, very long-term spec. We were talking about this before COVID, but the fact that it spiked 91% this week, we're seeing average sales at $350. We saw a 9.6 go for $1,653. This book is moving fast and still moving up because there's anticipation for this book. We have the first appearance and origin of the Eternals. We have a high sale for a CGC 9.8. Having yet broken $4,000, I bet it's going to happen as we approach the movie, though. 3,800 is the height that GPA currently says. I'm excited to see the film. A lot of first appearances in this. However... I am not sold that this is going to be as good as Shang-Chi. I think a lot of people have been picking up this book and looking at it for the last year and a half. And I think once the movie drops, we're going to see a lot more of these available on the market. It will probably creep up and then come down depending on how popular the movie is. Now, speaking of popularity, we have number six on the list, which is the first appearance of a popular character and a massively high print popular book that probably... None of you were specking on Superman, the Man of Steel, number 22, the first appearance and origin of Steel. First appearance of John Henry Irons. We have Steel making the list. I was excited to put this one here because, you know, $5 average sales. This mm-hmm. is a book that's you can always find for a oh, dollar, yeah. right? It's also got a $75 high sale for wow. a CGC 9.8. And no, I don't think you should be sending in to CGC your $5 copy and waiting nine months or eight months, whatever it is at this point, (laughs) to get your graded copy at $70 to make 20 bucks. It's just not a great book to spec on. However, it's not always about spec. This is a really cool character. There's a lot of people who like Steel. He was in multiple animation adaptations. Mm -hmm. And this week, we just got to reveal that John Henry Irons is actually in Superman and Lois Lane. 
880% increase in copies sold for this first full appearance, but he actually had a cameo in Adventures of Superman number 500. You know that one in the white plastic bag that there were 3.4 million copies made of? Yeah, that one. A near 1,000% increase in copies sold for this comic that many people probably already own in their lawn boxes right now who are watching this video. It matters. It puts this comic on this list today. Now, why the uptick? Well, in Superman and Lois Lane, the show, there's a character called Captain Luther. A lot of mystery behind this character. Why does he hate Superman? Who is he going to portray? What antagonist? And it was revealed this week that not only is he from a different Earth, he's actually John Henry Irons. He is Steel. And in the comic books, it's a totally different narrative. Uh, John Henry Irons is saved by Clark Kent, Superman. And because of that, when Superman is absent in the comics, because this is around the time where he dies, John Henry Irons creates his own suit, takes on the mantle and becomes steel. He's inspired, but he also feels indebted to his society and Clark Kent having been saved. Well, in this show, he hates Superman and he's about (laughs) to cause a ruckus for Metropolis. Number five on the list, Mechadet U, number one. This is another great boom comic, but this one came out a few years ago. We had information all the way back in 2019 that it had been optioned and then heard nothing Crickets, for the last man. two years. Absolutely. But right now, $50 average sales and a high sale of $75 on this book that is getting an animated adaptation. A 3D animated adaptation on Netflix. I don't even know what that means, but the community is picking it up. We have an increase of copies sold of 1,933% in seven days. Boom Studios is excited to have been announcing this again. And I think a lot of members were specking on this back when, and a two-year delay is quite lengthy, but this is a cool story about robots coming to Earth to team up with young adults so that they can fight other cosmic antagonists. This feels a little bit like Gundam meets Iron Giant. I mean, I really look forward to this being a little bit more appropriate for the fam. Yeah, a little less Attack on Titan vibes, but I still get it just a tiny bit. Right. All right, now we look at number four on the list with, oh my gosh, Onslaught is coming. Were you reading Way of X number two, Tom, because I got the same Onslaught is coming vibe that you did. At the list at number four, we have X-Men 53, the first full appearance of Onslaught in comic books, the creation born within the mind of Charles Xavier, mixed with the dread and aggression of Magneto. This is a godlike character. We really haven't seen him adapted in much of anything beyond comic books that I recall, not even in video games a whole lot. And this character has been teased at the end of, as you say, Way of X, issue number two. $30 average sale, $250 high sale for a CGC 9.8. Tom and I started looking into the cameo appearances because the first full appearance is in, you know, X-Men 53. But there are, it's a rabbit hole. It's a little crazy how long Onslaught was just lurking in the background of the X-Men. Well, back in July 1995, we have a Juggernaut story. Everyone has seen this cover where Juggernaut is laying on the ground, having been seemingly thrown. I mean, we're talking like fastball special style thrown. He's got like (laughs) just dirt all around him and he landed hard and there's X-Men around him. We're talking about X-Men 322. Yep. What happened was Juggernaut was thrown like across state lines in the air by a force like no other. And he lands in the middle of the city and then, you know, kind of gets into a little bit of a fight. But we find out the entity that threw him that just 
took him and sent him flying was Onslaught. But get this, it would be months until we found out what that even meant. Almost a full year later, we see Onslaught's first cameo in the shadows in X-Man 15. Now, this is not the Jim Lee X-Men run. This is following Nathan Gray, who is the son of Jean Gray and Mr. Sinister. I bet most of you didn't even know he had his own comic book series that ran for six years in the 1990s. But Onslaught is in quite a few panels of issue number 15. What does Onslaught want? It's probably nothing good. The clouds are definitely showing his arrival is near. And all our characters have to say about it is, it's bloody Onslaught. He's coming. Something that has been coming for a very, very long time, number three on the list, which is number one. We have been anticipating this forever. There was news in 2012 when it first came out that it had been optioned, and then we keep getting little breadcrumbs again and again. Well, finally, Scott Snyder tweeted this week that he finished the script and he is very proud of it. We're talking $12 average sales for this comic book. It's still creeping up and a high sell for a CGC 9.8. When I saw the news, I passed on a $100.98 and now it's selling for $230. Wow. And you know what? This is an excellent comic. It's dreadful. Within my own social circle, I have recommended this to other horror fans, and they've told me that it's too gruesome. It's a family story. I'll tell you that. It's dreadful. It's violent. It's fantastic. And really, as you mentioned, there's only been a you know hint of breadcrumbs. I like that because this is like largely based in the woods. So right. good analogy there. But the only thing I've really heard about this particular story is the A variant. You know, back in Canada, a few years back, they did a variant copy to issue number four. It was a thousand print count, which over 900 were destroyed after a misprint. They accidentally put issue number three on the cover instead of number four, making this one of the most sought after recalled comics that exists in the modern age. Other than the original miniseries and one Halloween special, there's just not a lot of witches stuff out there. I'm glad Snyder's working on something, and hopefully we'll be able to see a volume two and a continuation of this story. Well, the news about this reinvention of the witch genre in its entirety getting slated potentially for option status has pushed this book up and increased a copy sold of 1,750% this week. Number two on the list, we have another great inexpensive book. Superman, The Ten Cent Adventure, number one. Now, this is going for $5 average sales, and the high sale we could find was a $35 CGC 9.6. Now, not a lot of people were grading this book, and the fact that it was a 10-cent book originally at your comic shop, there are probably a ton of them out there, but people didn't really care about it because it was initially a 10-cent book. Even in the 90s, that's like super, super cheap, but it's the first appearance of Supergirl, Cyril. Yeah, $35 high sale for a 9.6. Someone basically lost money on that. Right. However, I suspect that the increase of copies sold of 2,833% means there's a lot of members who are planning on getting this graded wow. now. Sorrel is the hybrid Kryptonian human created by Brainiac 12, you know, an alt-future daughter of our Superman. Back in February of this year, we got information that Sasha Kale had been cast as Supergirl in CW's Flash. Now, we have a photo from the set that gives her a shorter hairstyle, which looks a lot like Sir L's 
hairstyle. But if we're going by hairstyle alone, some of the other changes they've made even to Flash characters don't closely resemble those in the comic book. So take this with a grain of salt. And now we're at the number one trending comic book in the world. Slap that like button, comic fam. Stay tuned to the end. We have a giveaway on deck and hit the subscribe button. We're chatting hardcore things here right now, comic fam. We're getting into Robert Kirkman goodness. We have at the list at number one, hardcore number one. As if Robert Kirkman wasn't busy enough when this first book came out. I mean, Hardcore Number 1 came out in 2012 from Top Cow Comics, and not a lot of people bought this book. Now, I know you've all seen the actual first appearance of Hardcore, which is that pilot classified number one, which was a really cheap $1 intro book that was released by Top Cow to try and show what a few of these other books were. But Hardcore Number 1 just had a really low print count, which is why it's $60 right now. But consider this. Back in 2018, they brought back Hardcore with a different writer, but still part of the same creative team because it's Skybound Entertainment, the same creator of Hardcore, part of the production company, Robert Kirkman, to essentially redo this comic book. Like, take a look at these pages that we have. They are essentially same dialogue, same character names, even, like, similarities in what's happening panel to panel, but they redid it all in 2018. Why would they do that? We don't know, but we can assume, we can hypothesize that it's because they were probably getting things ready for it to be slated for an upcoming production. We had COVID hit, which delayed things about a year, which puts it right on time for hardcore to be picked up right now. So it makes sense why they would take that comic book and put it under the Skybound banner now that Robert Kirkman has his own imprint under image. So we have 3,750% increase in copies sold on the news this week that Adam Wingard is going to be directing Hardcore for Universal. Now, this guy just finished Godzilla vs. Kong, and if you watched that, it was so beautiful. Eye candy, it was gorgeous. I don't care if you were on the kaiju side or the monkey side. Man, that was a cool-looking movie. Dude, he also did Blair Witch. You know I love me some good old horror. And he was the mastermind behind VHS 1 and 2. Shout out. To all my uh, succubus fans in the community, you know what I'm talking about. I like you. But this comic book, the one to be specking on, is the one from Top Cow. Like, that is the first appearance. This reintroduction to probably save the IP is a great read. However, go for the one that has Robert Kirkman's name attached to it next to that writing credit. Absolutely. You know what? You guys should like, subscribe, comment down below for an opportunity to win this super awesome book. Actually, courtesy of Comics with Bueller, we have his first exclusive blowtorch number one going out to a lucky member of the comic fam. We want to know what you think about this list. Do you own any of these books? And as always, keep responsibly. Enough said. Comic fam, we got two other videos for you to check out. And we are closed for enrollment until further notice for the June Mystery Mail Call. Although we are expecting more copies and to open back up, it's not guaranteed. So follow me on Comic Tom 101 on IG and be ready to join if you haven't already. We are hoping to get as many as we can to fulfill, but they're going to go quick. Have a great week.